If you knew me, you would know the value and the beauty of a simplistic life. Hi, I'm Leah Parker Belfer, a T22, and you're listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. Hi, today I'm joined by Oscar Pearson at T21. Thanks so much for being here. For sure. Thanks for having me. Um, so in your own words, what, do you, what does this statement mean to you? It was a recent epiphany that I think that I had, uh, mostly, I think, spurned by uh, COVID-19 and that going through that whole pandemic phase of, of being isolated and kind of just think, thinking about what I value in life. Mm-hmm. But I guess to give some background on that, I always viewed that I come from a very nihilistic background. Okay. Um, I grew up in a very low socioeconomic uh, class family. And I think that when you're in that sort of environment, there's very little reason to believe in anything, in any pre-existing value structure, right? Hmm. So the the American dream, obviously, is not something that you can necessarily get behind if you're on the losing end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, similar things go for um, a lot of the professions and teachings of, of organized religion, too, and like praying to a god, but then you're in this bad situation, so it's like, if there was a god, why would I have this? So you're sure. kind of, I felt like I was stripped away of all value systems that could be possibly imposed on me now obviously the big fear of that is that you're going to grow up not really knowing why you're alive and not like believing not in much, anything yeah, yeah. There's nothing there's nothing to believe in but i think what what i've gleaned recently though throughout my life um and most recently in the past year is uh the coolest part of that is that you can pick what mm. you value right yep. so so let's say the there's two base conditions from last summer when i had this revelation the first base condition is i had a nihilistic background so i don't really I didn't really believe in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one was that COVID-19 gave everyone an opportunity to really reflect on that. And yeah. kind of, and kind you, had, of, you had time. Yeah, yeah. A good, a good amount of time to sit and think like, what do I care about in this world? Yeah. Right? And I think that what was really cool about that is that you can, all the, all the auxiliary things that sort of occupied your time were just gone. Mm-hmm. So people, I think a lot of times instead of looking for meaning or thinking about it, you just fill your time with meaningless stuff mm-hmm. and kind of just like, fill up the airspace so you don't have to like think about anything deal with that dread um but i dealt with the dread but um i think what's cool about that though is i I really was able to understand like what i didn't miss and what i did miss from 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 pre-covid right um so what i didn't miss i didn't miss waiting in line for brunch i didn't miss paying for brunch or having to get dressed i didn't miss really like going out to clubs or things like that there's just so many things that i just felt that you had to do that i don't really care about um and then I was left with like, well, what do I like doing? Or what's available to me that I can do now and find enjoyment? Sure. Um, so I was in San Francisco for my summer internship between my first and second year at Tuck. And uh, I had this swanky corporate apartment, which is pretty cool. Um, but I'm originally from California. So all of my friends and family were nearby. And thanks to COVID, nothing was open. So a lot of those distractions that I mentioned earlier were kind of out the window. So the most things you could do with people would be like go to a park or go for a walk or yeah. just simple things like that. And I, yeah. I was reticent to do it or hesitant to do it at first. But uh, and then you do it and I realized like, whoa, I realized that literally everything I've done in my life or up to this point that I value was literally just a platform to spend time with people I care about. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, you go wait in line at brunch and you... But it's because just... you get to have brunch with your friends and right. talk to your friends. Exactly. Yeah. So then it's just like, okay, well, and why do I care about all the other stuff then? Like it was yeah. just a good way to like filter that out now. 
Um, and I never really considered myself someone who was really big on uh, stuff like that. I thought I was really cool and edgy and, you know, I was really more about individualist, uh, individual success and all this stuff. But I think that just being able to reflect on that and spending time with people, it's kind of like, oh, this is actually what fulfills yeah. me. This is what I care about. And anything moving forward now that doesn't directly align with that yeah. is kind of just not worth my time. So do you have you noticed yourself now? I mean... We're coming to a point where now things are opening up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. People are vaccinated. Brunch is back, I feel like, at yeah. certain locations. Yeah. lose. So do you find yourself falling into the same patterns or no? Um, that's a good question. I think I was afraid that I would. Yeah. Um, maybe it helps that I don't have income right now. So maybe that's helped me back a little bit <laughs> yeah. from some of that BS. But um, no. Silver lining about yeah. no income. I think um, what's really cool about... I feel blessed to have the friend group that I do because it seems like we all kind of reach the same conclusion okay. at the same time. That makes it easier. Yeah. So a lot of my network back in, in SF are, uh, yeah, it's just like, we don't, like, why would we, why would we go to a club and spend a bunch of money to get involved? Well, we could just stay at home and yeah. like, watch a movie and have beer. And that sounds really boring, but like, I don't care. And I think that's the best part about having simplistic yeah. life is like, I don't care if it's boring to somebody else. Yeah. Like, it's appealing to me. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, yeah, I'm afraid of going back to that too, but yeah. So far, it feels like you haven't felt that. I mean, well, we are in Hanover, New Hampshire, so the things that are afforded to us aren't, aren't, uh, yeah. bountiful, I would say. <laughs> I wonder, like, do you have a mechanism? Like, are you, like, are you, have you thought of how you would handle if you find yourself in like, I don't know, socially pressured situation to go back to like those kinds of practices? Do you have like a thought that you're going to say to yourself when that happens or if that happens. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not trying to be like quixotic about it and think like, Oh, this is how I'm going to be forever. Like, okay. Of course there's going to be situations where it's like somebody wants to go to brunch cause it's someone else's or like, birthday. We're going to Miami yeah. and it's happening. Like going to Miami and whatever. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. But it's always nice to like, okay, somebody wants to do a destination trip. Fine. But just keep that goal in mind. Perspective. Right. right. And see everything through that lens. Right. And hopefully yeah. Hopefully the people I surround myself with have similar lenses. And if they don't, then like that's a whole different issue. Cause like, you know, different strokes for different folks. And people just don't value that that, right. that stuff. And uh, that's fine. But hopefully people around me do value that. So we can all agree that, yeah, it is cool to go to Miami, but yeah. why are we going there? Right. Why are we doing this? Like what are we trying to gain out of this? Are we trying to avoid something? Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and if it's to go and just hang out and bro down, then like it doesn't really matter what we do there. It's cool that we do stuff, but, like, we don't have to go to, like, the, the most exclusive club or wherever, mm. like, all the celebrities. Like, I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. It's just, like, let's go to, like, some other bar, like, on the beach and just, like, have a good time. And I want to go back to, like, so you said you had this, you know, revelation in COVID. So COVID definitely was the impetus to, like, come to this realization. But were there any other, I don't know, instances or experiences that really illuminated something to you that, like, you remember being, like, wait a second. Yeah, I mean, um, being here at Tuck when all this was going down and seeing how people sort of banded together and found ways to spend time with each other given, like, essentially the world falling apart around us, right? So it really helped me understand that. And I think what's really crazy is, like, that was the moment where I realized, like, the value of Tuck because there's always that... There's always, like, that person in the corner who's criticizing and saying, like, oh, it's a lie. Like, the whole Tuck Fabric thing isn't real. Like, yeah. it's not really that communal, whatever, 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 right? And I used to be one of those people. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everyone goes through their phase where they're just like, wait, is this really, like, what I signed up for? But but I think that during that time, I was like, oh, I get it now. Like, yeah. These these are, like, 
some pretty cool people and everyone generally does want to be there for you here. Yeah, I do think about like what I feel like, you know, what life would be like in COVID is so um, determined by like where you physically are when COVID is happening. Right. And I, I was, you know, isolated um, with my partner before coming to Tuck and then coming to Tuck, you know, even though we were still isolated, um, you did have a bit a big bigger of a community where you got creative. And even if you couldn't all like gather in Georgiopolis or whatever, you could still find ways, especially like outside. Right. Uh, we had so much so much nature and space to like. Um, was it socially distant? Right, and it's, it's not lost on me that we are we were very fortunate in that mm-hmm. regard, right? Because some people are in Manhattan or something in their in their apartments, apartment, yeah. And it's just like, well, here you are, have fun. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't really know what's going on around you, but um, yeah, we got we got pretty lucky in that regard, I would say. Um, but yeah, I mean, just stripped of all the excess, you kind of just see what's left. And are you applying this philosophy to like possessions? I've always been that way, okay. but not by choice, just because, like, I didn't have money for mm. stuff. So, like, yeah, I've always had sort of, like, a, for lack of a better word, like, a Spartan mentality towards high living life, where it's just, like, the bare essentials. But, um, kind, I mean, kind of, yeah. I think uh, now when I buy, when I'm looking for furniture and stuff, which sounds like the most consumer thing ever, but that's a, besides the point. I mean, like, you have to fill a house. Yeah, exactly. When I'm looking for furniture, it's not really like, oh, I will think it's cool. It's like, oh, well, like, my cousin Nathan think it's cool. Mm. Like, he's, he's going to be able to bring his son here and, like, sit down and, like, enjoy, like, a nice brunch together or something yeah. like that, right? Is this so, table big enough to have, like, a small dinner party with my friends? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that was the lens that I was viewing a lot of it through. And, uh, again, it's just, like, this one value that's just been directing most of my attention these days. But I don't know. I feel pretty good about it. Is there any, like, surprising or, like, maybe non-traditional aspect of your life that you think this is applying to? Like, I feel like it makes sense to think about it in terms of, like, possessions, perhaps, or, like, activities. But any other way that you feel like this simplicity is, I don't know, manifesting in your life? Yeah. Um, during classes, for sure. It's just, like, what am I looking to gain out of this? And is this mm. aligned with that? And if it doesn't, then, and, you know, just it's just... I think the the mindset that I've helped adopt was kind of just like, what am I trying to gain out of X? And mm-hmm. does this path that lies in front of me, does that align there? Will that take me there? And if not, then like, I'm just going to do something else. Yeah, makes and sense. Without the guilt though, right? So I think like the benefit of simplicity is that like, you're just focused on like this one value and you don't feel bad mm. for adhering to that. Yeah. Right? So you can even get a little bit more goofy about it and be like, oh, I'm like on a first date or something. And I just kind of mm. like have a vibe that I like and I like to feel comfortable. And it's like if that comfort's not there, then like that's it. And that's, again, it's a very simple. It's like a gut of, feeling yeah, in a way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there anything else about, you know, your statement that you want to share today? I, th- I think it makes sense for people to understand their own values because then you can do that too. Yeah, so it's it like, doesn't have to be this. But. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. For me, it's personally, I like to spend time with my friends and family. For other people, it's something else. But it, it, it simplifies your life in a good way and keeps you focused mm. and probably keeps you happy if you feel like, if you are able to write down, and I mean like explicitly write, write down, down, like what do I care about? Yeah. Like five things, five core values that you're going to stand for and that you'll never abandon. Yeah. And it's kind of like a lighthouse for any other situation in your life where you can be like, okay, like, I feel a little lost. You're like, what, like, where, how do I, like, guide myself back to a path that I've already charted before that's, yeah. like, the right thing to do from your perspective, at least. Obviously, those values can change. Hopefully, they're things that can't change easily, though, right? Yeah. So, if I'm saying I want to spend time with friends and family and, like, 
that's a hard thing to sort of undo. Yeah. Or it should be, at least, or else it wasn't genuine to begin with. Um, but yeah, just finding out like what you care about. And I think that you can see the world through that lens and then everything else kind of just falls to the wayside. I agree. Pretty sick. And I think it takes like, I feel like so much of the guesswork is taken out so much of the guilt or the questioning of like, when you just know what you believe in and care about it, it makes it easier to assess decisions that otherwise might've felt confusing for you. Right. And I think it's just like, you know, there's, it's just nice not caring about other stuff. Yeah, like not caring so much. About, yeah, about things that you can't control or things that are just kind of like, oh, like, what do people think of me? Like, you know, just like, yeah. like things Unless like that's that. one of your values. Unless one of your values is to be liked by everyone, but I, I would advise against it personally. But, if you know, more power to you if that's what you want to do. But, um, but yeah, I just think uh, it helps you, it helped me be a lot more confident, mm. you know? And maybe that's an, an, uh, another byproduct of just like going through Tuck too and just being around a lot of different types of people is that, once you, if you know what your values are, you can just be really confident in yourself and kind of yeah. what you do, as long as they align with that. It's yeah. just like, because there's no, again, that's the benefit of a nihilistic background, I guess, is that there's no objective right or wrong. Mm-hmm. There's no objective right way to live your life or wrong way to live your life. I mean, you know, barring some edge cases, if you're just like a psychotic serial killer or something like that. But but generally, there's no, there's no sense of up or down or left or right or right or wrong or black and white. It's just like... Everything's floating out there. So if you're able to decide what matters to you and live your life that way, then that is a fulfilled life, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No one should be able to tell you what that is. It's something you should be able to define for yourself. Well, okay, so this is great because the fun question we have feels related to this about living your life, but what's one of your life goals? (laughs) Okay, so there's two, right? There's one that's more, I would say... uh, one is, okay, it's a more sequential. I have to do one before I do the other. Okay. And the one that I want to do is to really play sort of an active role in helping people who grew up the same way that I did maybe feel like they have a chance in this world because that background can just break you down. Mm-hmm. And you get this learned helplessness in a sense where it's like, okay, well, nothing's working for me now. And like, I'm, I'm born in this poor environment and like, I'm always hungry and like, there's no resources and you just feel like there's, there's no way nothing out. Nothing you can do, right? And the worst mm-hmm. part about those environments is that if people leave those environments a lot of times and achieve success, oftentimes they don't go back. Yeah. They turn their back and they leave. So now who is the, the youth of the future going to have to like see as sort of a way out? So my goal is to go back to my hometown and like not necessarily live there, but like have a presence there and be like, yo, dude, like I understand like your frustration and your anger. And there's been someone who's like, it's just nice to see that someone's been able to like chart that path. Right. Yeah. Along with like being vastly philanthropic about it because, you know, we're in a capitalist society and like that's just the the main way to uh, give back to make an impact, unfortunately. But um, it's hard to unwrite to rewrite the rules of the game at age 28, so I'll just try to play them well. Um, and then after that, <laughs> what I'd really like Well, that's like a big to, one if that's the starting one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I'm able to do that in a way that I, that I find uh, satisfying, then I would like to <laughs> essentially go insane and move to Vermont a, and buy a very large, either just a mansion or like a old bed and breakfast. I'd love to own an old bed and breakfast with just like a ton of different rooms and use that as like a creative outlet for my 
my quirks, I guess. So one of my plans is to have what I call the red room, which is just a room with red painted walls where we'll eat all our dinners because I hope that I have family and friends who will be willing to travel <laughs> yeah. to this place and occupy that. And I, yeah. By friends, I don't mean like my imaginary friends. I mean like my real friends. Yeah, right? yeah. So doing that and then doing other fun stuff too. Maybe one room will just have a gumball machine. Maybe one room will just have one of those little, uh, like those... Uh, like a rocking chair or something like so that. So your thought isn't to actually treat it like a bed and breakfast. No, no, no. Okay. This is just this is like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory in in the modern world. But it'll be my chocolate factory and it'll be uh it'll be very strange. Um <laughs> and uh I think uh I have a lot of nerdy eclectic interests. So I'd like to have a theater there. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be really I'd cool. Like it's a home have, theater. Right. Yeah. Like I like uh music and me and my housemates right now are already like Forming our little garage band. So, like, what do you play? I play bass for the Tuck T Twenty One band, and I played. I played. I've been moonlighting as drum. I know. As a I think I saw you. You're yeah. rocking it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, just you know, places to. I want to use these rooms to have fun with. I don't want yeah. like a financial incentive behind this to be like. I don't want to run a bit. I don't want to double click too much into this. But you said you need you know like go insane, right? I yeah. Think. So that's like for, that's an intermediate step before this. Well, the interview, yeah. Well, I don't. I feel like I can't do that second part until I do the first. Okay. Well, maybe I'm already there. Who knows? But I think it's not. It's more like I feel. I would feel more at ease and enabled to act on my uh, this vision. This vision. Right? If you were a little bit more like right, right, exactly. Released. You know, I've done what I need to do career-wise, vocationally. Hopefully, I have like a good family there, or like my friends and family are healthy. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and then and then I could. I only say insane because it probably seems insane to a third party not necessarily Mm. to me to me it sounds like tons of fun and probably to some of my friends it sounds like tons of fun too and anyone who's also as uh, who grew up as an eclectic nerd would probably hopefully have a good time there too Mm. okay yeah well I would love to see this creation when you you make it happen (laughs) yeah I'll I'll be sure to send an invite (laughs) and it'll be uh, it'll be on a weird piece of parchment paper too that you have to unroll that may or may not make it might dissolve on the way over Uh, Well, thanks so much, Oscar. This was awesome. For sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. I founded the If You Knew Me podcast back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. Special thanks to my partner, Alex Mitko, for helping with sound production. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description. 